What's the best thing about being married? I think having a friend Mm. that you can just share everything with. My wife is my best friend. I often use the line that she is the least annoying person that I know. (laughs) Yeah. Which, when I tell that to people, they're like, that sounds really kind of unromantic and maybe not even nice. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't get it. Like, that's the highest compliment that I could give someone. Exactly. For sure. The least annoying person that I know. It's amazing that I get to live with my best friend. I mean, it's just an incredible privilege. That's cool. Welcome to the Real Talk Podcast from Real FM. Here's Anson, Kara, and Isaac. Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 5 of Real Talk, the show where we get real about everything from current events to culture and to faith. This is Isaac. I'm the director of social media for Real FM. I'm here with Anson. Hello. And Kara. What's up? And guys... This is a pretty big episode. It's a thing. It's a big old thing. <laughs> We're talking about marriage this week. Marriage. And why are we talking about marriage, Kara? Because mm-hmm. I'm getting married <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> need the hype button. I do. Yes, that is a thing that's happening. And you can tell because I'm having trouble finishing my sentences. So. Yes. <laughs> We are so excited yes. about marriage this week. Yes. But first, a little shameless plug. And this week's going to be a little bit different because we are shamelessly plugging something outside of the Real FM podcast network, but something that's very near and dear to me. This is my boy Dylan, his podcast, Live Life Creative. This is all about being a creative person, both in and outside of podcasting, art, design. Oh, cool. He has this podcast that basically helps you be creative. He has oh. experts who are both in and out of the podcasting world come on there. They interview him. He's a great interviewer, a really creative guy. He owns like a bakery with his wife. It's really cool. I need this in my life. Yes. The Live Life Creative Podcast. Also, your boy, me, is going to be on an upcoming episode. So you can check that Mm -hmm. out. So the Live Life Uh, Creative Podcast. Very cool. Check it out. It's time for what we're into this week. What I'm into this week is something that I have been into before and I am now into again. It is the return of the good place. (gasps) Which I am so, so happy about. I need the good place in my life. (laughs) Right. And it has returned. Yes. I'm about four or five episodes into season three of the good place. And it's every bit as good as has been in the past. And guys, this is at least over the last couple of years, this is my favorite show on television. Seriously. Absolutely. Wow. I love Parks and Rec turned into such a wonderful show. Yes. Yeah, I've been making my way through Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yay. Hilarious show. Love that also one as good well. One. All of these are Michael Schur shows that he's uh, been part of the writing team for. Yeah. And uh, The Good Place is another one. And the thing is, The Good Place is similar in some aspects to those other shows, but right. it has this decidedly more kind of high concept thing going on. Yeah, it does. And clearly, as you're watching this season, this show has a course that's very clearly plotted by kind of this master storyteller. Sure. Yeah. And it almost like makes me think of these shows like Lost or things like that, that like have all of these <laughs> crazy twists and turns. And yet it's like a sitcom. Right. Yeah. That has that as a part of it. And I just I don't think I've ever watched a sitcom yeah. that has those types of plot developments and just crazy yeah. stuff going on. Yeah, for sure. And it's got all of the elements I love from those other 
other shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Parks and Rec with just the hilarious one-liners, yes. the incredibly funny characters. Yes. And yet then all of a sudden we're getting into like philosophy and theology right. and morality. Like and they talk about Kant on a regular basis exactly. on this show. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about the show that baffles me and delights me. Yes. Yeah. And I got to say, the thing that is probably my favorite thing about the show is most TV shows, you come up with a concept and then you sit kind of and play in that yes. sandbox that you've created, right? Yeah. So the concept of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you have a police station, a bunch of wacky police officers, <laughs> yeah. and every week you check in on their hijinks, right? Yes. And see yes. what they're up to, right. which is fun. I love that show. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great show. But the thing with The Good Place is they create a sandbox mm. every like season or half season or episode right and then by the end of the episode they destroy it yeah. they, they blow up the sandbox right. it's true they leave the sandbox and they move on to something else yeah it's very true and the show just baffles me every single episode if i had one complaint about most tv shows it's that they're way too predictable mm. like you, you kind of see what's happening in the tv show you go oh i i kind of see where happen. this is right. going right right yeah. and then every once in a while they throw in a plot twist that wasn't really a plot twist because you're like yeah i, I knew that yeah. character was gonna die or they were gonna bring this one back or right whatever the good place if oh, someone yeah. says they can predict what's going to happen on any given episode of the good place <laughs> i do not believe you yeah because it is so wacky well i feel like there's there. zero foreshadowing in that show yeah like it's, it's yeah. just it pops off with no warning and yeah, oh, yeah. at the same time i also don't feel like it's cheating right where no. like it happens and i'm like oh you're just making stuff up right now like it, it actually still makes sense it in does. the context of the show as yeah. well so what i'm saying is if you haven't seen the show yet it's still amazing it's still really good it you is. need to watch it just don't do what a couple of friends of mine did where i said you have to watch this show and they accidentally watched the finale of season <gasps> one who does instead that instead of the pilot no for the first episode the this worst. is like the worst show in the world yeah, to do don't that do with that. Yeah. you gotta watch it in order you gotta do it with no yeah. spoilers oh yeah don't just jump in no yeah you're mm -hmm. gonna love the show and if you don't, something is wrong with you. I don't know what that's, to that's do with I you. I know what to say about that. What I'm into this week is waffle recipes. Now, typically, Ooh. I'm not really into cooking. I'm not much of a cook, but we're talking about marriage this week. Yes. Uh, one of our wedding gifts was a kind of fancy waffle maker. Oh, yeah. And me and Bree just sort of rediscovered that we have a waffle maker. <laughs> yes. The other day. It's and a wonderful discovery. I've probably eaten 240 waffles <laughs> between like the last 48 hours. That's wow. amazing. Okay, wait, I have, a, I have a question about this. What's up? Wasn't there a point, I don't know, maybe it was like season one or something uh -huh. where you went through a waffle phase yes Kara? i don't know if it was on the podcast or if it was just in life in general we just but talked about it maybe on like, maybe. the show I, because on the radio. yes i got a waffle maker for my birthday a couple yeah. years ago were, you went like this several week phase where you I were was. like trying to find the perfect waffle. Yeah. no that's recipe. us right now i know so I, what i'm I wondering is this just this like is a wild. life stage that everybody goes maybe through the waffle <laughs> stage everybody goes through the waffle, it's the waffle stage. stage it's true and isaac has just hit the waffle <laughs> stage of life neck like, deep in the waffle stage you're not wrong no i've been throwing everything that you can possibly put in waffles. <laughs> I'm beta testing a yeah. Captain Crunch waffle recipe what? right now. Oh my god. And really that just involves dumping Captain Crunch into the waffle batter. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. And I then mean, waffle ironing that thing up. Because it's really just a nice playground. Like you just. <laughs> it makes you seem like you're like some sort of mad scientist. Oh yeah. 100%. But, yeah. but you're really just like dumping cereal into waffle <laughs> What happens when I do this? It gives my inner two-year-old a chance to be like, Captain Crunch, good. Waffle, good. Both great. <laughs> like dump it in there. But no, it has been True. amazing. Every other night, me and Brie have just been kind of like, we're just coyly like, yeah. oh, I don't know what we want to do for dinner. Yeah. Waiting on yeah. the other person just to go. 
I know this sounds crazy, but but waffles again? And then we're like, yes, waffles again. Waffles okay, so what's burning. what's your favorite waffle add-in that you've found so yeah. far? So I don't know if it's because this certain brand of blueberries or something, but she found these super tart blueberries. Ooh. We've been doing that with some classic Aunt Jemima syrup, mm. some Land O'Lakes uh, butter, and it has been fuego. That's it's so good. <laughs> have you tried uh, chicken and waffles? Yes, oh. I have. Are you a fan? Oh my gosh. I order chicken and waffles at IHOP every time I'm there. Okay. Hoping oh, that they're man. good. What I need is some Chick-fil-A chicken and Waffle House waffles. Oh, I need to make that yeah. happen. Maybe that's, yeah, maybe you need to yeah. do that. You actually could go to Chick-fil-A, get some yeah, get some yeah. chicken tenders. They'll hook me up at the local Waffle up. House too. Maybe they <laughs> stick some cereal. In they know just me. for good measure. Stick some cereal <laughs> in it. Let's get. Oh, that sounds glorious. I want you to pass on your favorite recipes now, okay? Because mm. I never found the perfect recipe. Ah, I, your waffle stage ended in disappointment. It did because we can get just a Google Doc going where I, we share we our need, waffle ideas. I need the waffle recipes because now I'm getting married. <laughs> I feel the pressure. I need to, like I have this great waffle maker. Yeah. I need to make the best waffles ever. They always get mushy for me do they do that for you like Mm-mm. i have trouble with oh no you, we've, you, we've mastered it you have secret. Wow. <laughs> we've had a lot of practice Tell me, teach so me confident. your ways jedi master yeah we've been killing oh, the waffle game okay that's <laughs> glorious okay my what i'm into this week because it's wedding week is wedding cards and not just wedding cards i mean wedding cards are wonderful and the sentiments inside them are sweet thank you so much all the people that i love but also usually in the wedding card comes a gift card ah uh, wedding or, gift or cards a, yeah that's a Money. different kind of or a <laughs> check i know Straight that's cash, so homie. money is what she's talking about it's so shallow isn't it but it's no, very no. exciting <laughs> it's not shallow at all <laughs> it's very exciting i remember like the only other time i've experienced this in my life was when i graduated from high school yeah and i remember at my graduation party sitting and just opening card after card and money just falling out and yeah. i was like what is this <laughs> this yeah, is you so gotta, magical you gotta own that and, and appreciate that and savor that because it only happens married. yeah exactly it like, will never happen it again. will never happen again <laughs> so we're enjoying this stage where every once in a while we just send each other texts and we're like look what i got today with That's a gift awesome. card okay, or so i don't or... i don't know about you but at least for me if i was going through like when dree and i got married if we we're going through presents that we got yeah gift cards were at the top of the list oh, yeah and yeah the funny thing is everybody's always like oh i don't know if i should get them a gift yes. card because that's not very thoughtful I right go, i want to get a thoughtful gift <laughs> You know, I want to get them some like some really fancy forts, yeah. some monogram bath towels. Them, you know, yes, yeah, exactly. That'd be really thoughtful. Yeah, don't think I'm so thought. No, get people gift cards. They yeah. love them. Everybody loves getting gift cards. You can get whatever wrong. the heck you want. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, to me, like getting a gift card was the most thoughtful. I gift. feel like this is yeah. a generational thing too. Probably. Like, yeah, I don't, I we didn't right. want stuff. We wanted cash. Yeah, <laughs> give us twenty dollars. <laughs> exactly. Fine. So yes, we are we are very very excited about. About this phase that we're in right now of uh, wedding gift cards. It's very fun. This week, it is my turn for how to adult navigating the potholes of adulthood together. My wife and I definitely ran into a pothole a few weeks ago. It's something that we haven't talked a lot about publicly because it's something that honestly is difficult to talk about. Mm -hmm. And yet one thing I think that we've learned through our experience is that talking about it is one of the best things that we can do for us. Mm. And what I'm talking about is miscarriage, which Mm. I get is not exactly the most fun conversation (laughs) topic in the history of the world. And yet it's one that a lot of people deal with. Right. Mm. And this is something that I've learned over the last few weeks. My wife and I experienced a a miscarriage uh, a little over a month ago. 
And we've kind of been walking through that since then. And it's been difficult. It's been a new experience for us. Frankly, I haven't experienced a lot of loss in my life. My grandparents are still alive. I haven't lost a close family member, mm. anything like that. So this was a little bit of a new experience for me just in terms of processing grief right, mm. and processing loss. But one of the crazy things that we've learned through this process is how common miscarriage is. How mm -hmm. many people really walk through this? How many couples walk through this? There's not a hard and fast statistic about this, but people think that maybe as many as one in four known wow. pregnancies end in miscarriage. Wow. That's an incredibly high number, 25%. Yeah. Wow. I believe it because as we started to talk about this and share it with people, so many people said, yeah, us too. Mm. We, we know what this feels yeah. like. And yet again, it's something that we don't talk about. And I think it's something that we probably need to talk about a little bit more because it has a massive effect on relationships and marriages, which right. is kind of what we're talking mm. about on the show this week. Yeah. One study that was done followed over 7,000 pregnant couples for over 15 years. And they found that couples who had experienced miscarriage were over 20% more likely to break up than couples who hadn't. Wow. I mean, so this has dramatic effects on relationships Yeah. Uh, because it, it, it's something that couples have to walk through together and it's right. something that's not easy to walk through together. Yeah. My wife and I have kind of been processing that. And one of the things I think that we've learned about navigating miscarriage is that it's okay to talk about it. And I think not only miscarriage, but I think this applies to loss and grief and hardship in general, mm. I think a lot of times we feel like we have to put on this tough exterior right. or, or yeah. whatever. And, and being vulnerable is hard, especially I think for guys in our mm. culture, vulnerability is something yep. that we really struggle with. We've talked about that even before on the show, yeah. but I think sharing openly with one another uh, fears, disappointments, confusion, doubt, emotions, hope for the future. All of those things are really important to do sure. both as a couple and just outside of that as mm. well, especially for guys. It's not something guys talk about a lot because it, it's almost seen as more of like a women's issue. Mm. Right. And, and certainly, Certainly, there's a unique impact that having a miscarriage, I think, has on a woman mm. uh, because it's her body. But also, I, I think one of the things that I figured out pretty quickly was it's OK as a guy for me to feel a mm. lot of feelings sure. as a result of this as well. Yeah. And it's something that is not just my wife's experience that I right. need to help her through. Mm. It's something that affects me as well. And I need to process that as well. One of the other things I think that's interesting about grief that I've learned is that everybody does grief differently. Right. Mm. And I think Kara, even we talked about this a yeah. little bit. I've noticed going through grief, there are days where I feel a little bit detached from it. Yeah. Mm. And then subsequently that detachment from grief can make you feel guilt. Oh, yeah. So you're kind of like, OK, I, I had this big loss. I should feel super sad and weepy and crying all the right. time. Mm. And that's not always what grief looks like, no. even if that's kind of the stereotype of what it looks like. So when you're not feeling that, it's easy for you to start thinking, well, shouldn't I be feeling sad right. and crying and weepy? And if I'm not, is something wrong with me? Exactly. Am I not yeah. feeling enough? That's not necessarily true either. Mm -mm. Everyone processes grief differently yeah. depending on their personality, what's happened, and just day to day. That was one of the other shocking things for me. It's like I can feel very different one day to the next. Oh, yes. When I'm processing grief. That's really normal for grief. I remember it feeling like it just comes in waves. Like mm -hmm. one day you're fine or one minute and the next minute you're like, why am I crying? What is going yeah. on? I'm falling apart. And you feel like you're going crazy sometimes, but it's a completely normal part of the process, which is why I think it's really brave and really good for us to, to talk about it. 
If you are dealing with this, I think a couple things that I've learned as far as processing this with your spouse or partner is one, don't superimpose your expectations of what grief looks like mm. onto your partner. Oh, wow. Because theirs may not be the same as yours. Yeah. Mm. We're just talking about how grief looks different for different people and mm. at different times. It's very easy to think that what you're feeling is the same thing that your spouse is feeling on that given day. And that may not be the case. And then secondly, and simultaneously let your spouse see your grieving process. Men don't cry is, is a fallacy. That's not true. Women are too emotional. That's also a fallacy. Mm. That's not necessarily the way it's going to be. And some of those expectations that culture gives us about the way people are going to respond Mm. uh, create some of those false expectations. And it can be really helpful, I think, to allow our spouse to see what our genuine grief looks like. Mm. My wife told me that seeing me grieve and and understanding that I was dealing with that in my own way was really helpful to her to know that she wasn't alone. Mm. And I think when we talk about how 20% of couples who have a miscarriage end up being more likely to break up, one of the best ways you can combat that is to walk through valleys together mm-hmm. and know that you're not alone. And mm-hmm. so many times we have this weird, I don't know, it's kind of like when an animal gets hurt and it yes. runs off by itself right. yep. To, yep. to deal with its hurt and it, it doesn't want anyone to be around it. It doesn't want help. Yep. Right? Sometimes we almost have that same response when yes. we go through something really hard, we withdraw, we say, I got to get through this on my own. Mm-hmm. I got to get back to healthy and normal. Right. And then I can re-engage with people again. Yeah. Like that's so the opposite of yeah. what we need. It is. And the best thing that's happened to me is having my wife be there with me walking yeah. through a valley and also encouraging me to walk through that valley with other people yeah. mm. and saying, go talk to a guy friend about this. Go talk to some other yeah. people about this. Mm. So that would be my encouragement is if you've walked through this, if you ever do walk through this, or if you ever walk through anything else where grief is going to yeah. be a big part of that experience, don't do it alone. Now it is time for Overrated, the part of the show where we mercilessly roast everyone's favorite nouns. This week is wedding week, as we talked about earlier. And uh, my thing that I am roasting, I'm kind of roasting myself. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Not just me, but yeah. I was about to say, like, don't hold back. Well, maybe, maybe hold back. Show, maybe. Yourself, show yourself some love. Hold Karen. on. Hold on. Hold back a little bit. So the thing that I'm roasting is trying to make everything perfect, Ooh. which is the thing that happens during wedding season. Oh, so true. And forgetting that the best memories often come in the imperfect moments, Mm. which is something that Anson pointed out to me the other day. And I was like, that is a super, super good reminder. And it also came up in a podcast I was listening to this week. We do this thing where we're like, things go wrong and weird in my life and everybody else's life is normal. Mm -hmm. We all think that. And so then when we go into these events or these seasons with these like ginormous expectations, (laughs) here's how it's all going to go. It's going to be perfect. And then it doesn't go that way and it's yeah. just devastating to us the reality is it doesn't go that way for anybody right no. it's such a good reminder how many stories have come out of those frustrated or imperfect moments for mm. you in your life yeah. and you think about especially with weddings i think about 
the weddings that you've been to that you probably remember are probably the weddings where something went wrong Gosh. and there was laughter involved yeah. and, and it's memorable. And oh, so, so totally true. It's so funny that we try so hard to prevent that, but I still do it. Like I can say yeah, this out I mean, loud. That's and, the thing is like, if we talk about it, we all know yeah, that I, doesn't really make a lot of sense. And yet we it's, still do it's it. Still, yeah. yeah. It's really hard to escape. We have this thing where the imperfect stuff can happen to everyone, but me on exactly. my day. Exactly. <laughs> right. that, that's fun. <laughs> and it's nice memories when it happens to other people's weddings. That's but a good story for you. Right. Yeah. Just step out of line. Exactly. Did you have anything embarrassing or oh, anything go good. wrong at your Yeah, we totally botched our first kiss. Oh, uh, oh wow. We like ruined it. It was not good. <laughs> Bree, miss or Bree is listening to this and she's going to back Bree. me up on this. That's hilarious. We're just not great public kissers. <laughs> like I, I fully blame my own personal awkwardness that's on this. Like awesome. we're just not good. Like I love that that's like an attribute that you yeah, can evaluate. Yeah. Great. Like I'm not a good. How's your public kissing? <laughs> I'm not a good PDA or like that's anyone. Will, I have friends that have seen me and my wife together. That's like, that is true. He's, <laughs> you look like, awkward. you look like a person who's trying to emulate what affection looks like. <laughs> You've been described what it's like to hold hands, but you don't know how. Okay, no, so funny. when we tried to do our first kiss, I went in really strong, and she just kind of like gently, it looked like I was trying to headbutt a butterfly, <laughs> and it wasn't good. Oh my and we gosh. got a photo of this, and Brie is like, oh God. What is happening? Yeah, it's not good. It's really So funny. that's ours. That so <laughs> headbutt it's, it's a my butterfly. Fault. At our yeah, wedding, I, I didn't even know that this happened until afterwards, but apparently one of the candles fell over onto <gasps> the carpet. Oh, God. And people, it was like during like the unity candle thing. It wasn't the unity candle. It was one on the side or something. So like Drew and I didn't even see it. We didn't Yay. even know it happened. See, those yeah. are my favorite kind of Until after the mistake. ceremony, yeah. Yeah. people were like, did you know that a candle fell and almost lit the church on fire? And we were like, uh, no. No. Missed that. Cool. Yeah. So that happened at our wedding. Wow. I actually went to a wedding recently where something awesome happened. Uh -huh. The bride and groom, yes. they were reciting the vows. And the bride, as she got her line that she was supposed to say, yeah. kind of started to get emotional and started to tear up a little bit. So yeah. she had to kind of pause and gather herself. <laughs> so she kind of like gathers herself, gets herself back together. And then she's like ready to continue. And then you can tell like, she's totally forgotten what she's supposed to say. <laughs> so she literally just turns to the uh, officiant and she's like, uh, line. <laughs> that's amazing. Everybody in the whole place just cracked up it's, laughing. That's the and afterwards, yeah. she was like, oh, that was so embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, no, you played it off hilarious. Yeah, that was yeah. It's so yeah. funny. Like, it's hard to remember when it's you. It's right? so hard to remember. So I guess that's what I need is I need I need everybody to pray for me that we'll not take ourselves too seriously mm, and yeah. be able to have fun with those things when they come up and be like, you know what? We're going to remember this. We're going to remember all these quirky things that happened. Yeah. And, you know, of course, there's going to be things that don't go right and frustrations, but that's part of the memory. And yeah. the good news is at the end of it all. Yeah. Yes. The amount of relief that you feel oh my that it's just it's done. You're yeah. ready to move on to I, the yeah. real important thing, uh -huh. which is the marriage. Uh -huh. Like I think at least so for me, ready. like that relief is so overwhelming at the oh, end. It's so nice. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. it'll overcome anything that could possibly I, have gone wrong. Mm -hmm. You will I be too tired to be embarrassed. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm I'm confident of that. <laughs> Now it is time for my favorite new feature of this podcast, Mad Lib the News. It's the news with 200% more fun. Yes. I'm going to be testing your English knowledge. Awesome. All right. Kara or Anson, whoever wants to go first. I need a noun from one of y'all. Tacos. 
tacos. Ooh, good all right, all right, all right. Or right. taco. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how many we need. How many tacos do we Normally, need? Normally, I need all multiple the tacos. tacos. We can do so. plural tacos. Okay. That's fine. That's good. Yeah. It right. tends to be my preference. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kara, I need another noun. You realize all of mine are going to be like wedding related. I'm ready. Right? Okay. Well, I said that, and now my mind is like totally blank. I should have done like yeah, wedding theme. Yeah. Or something. Okay. Hang on. Um, oh, get, yeah, cheese. Taco. Oh, we're going like taco themed. All well, right. no, that's oh, that's wedding themed. We have lots of cheese at my wedding. Yep. All right. Are you having tacos? No. <laughs> Kara's like, we're having cheese tacos at our wedding. <laughs> All right. I need a verb. Uh, uh, run. Is that I think we've themed? done that. No, it's not. Sorry. <laughs> I would like to know how we that's changed. tied in. We Are changed. you planning on running no. away? No. We changed the theme there. Uh, I just Run away, bride. <laughs> no, I just can't think of any other okay. verbs. All right, all right. Run, run is the verb. All right. Sorry. I need another noun. <laughs> No, no, just thinking about runaway bride. Stop that. Uh, <laughs> alter. All right. I need an adjective. Mm, curly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hair. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. I, got it. I need a uh, plural noun. Or groomsman. Noun. There you go. <laughs> I need a noun and then a verb. Arch. I keep trying to think of like the verb form of like getting married. Is it just like, marry? Like to yeah. marry? Marrying. Marrying. Okay. Is Mar- that what yeah. it is? All I could think of was like wedding. Wedding. Is wed a verb? Duet, to yeah. wed? <laughs> we'll, go with, we'll go with marrying. Marrying works in this okay, context. Okay, yeah. good. And I need another noun. Uh, shoe. It's wedding themed. My shoes are really cool, guys. Kara's <laughs> <laughs> like, you gotta see these kids. Only the brides ever say that. Yeah, yeah. it's a thing. never have cool shoes. Bro- I tried so hard to Did get you? married in my skate shoes and Brie would not let oh, me. Oh, so sad. My brother had cool shoes at his wedding. Oh, That's cool. Okay. All right, I need an adjective and then we're done. Adjective, wedding themed. I know, I'm having such a hard time today. Beautiful. There you go. That's gonna be wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Through the magic of podcast editing, we're going to be back with our Real FM news update. It is time for a Real FM news update. This is coming from Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, States pour lots of money into their tourism campaigns in a perpetual effort to lure visitors and their tacos. <laughs> the Cheese State, Nebraska, <laughs> debuted its new tourism slogan. And this is true. Nebraska. Honestly, it's not for everyone. <laughs> the Washington Post said the state ranks last on travelers' list for oh. places to run. The Nebraska <laughs> Alter Board decided it was time for a bold move. The new slogan replaces Nebraska Curly. <laughs> That's probably a step in the right direction, actually. Yes. Images from the new campaign feature scenic shots of the state's groomsmen with phrases <laughs> echoing stereotypes associated with them. For example, uh, a billboard showing an arch marrying a shoe <laughs> in a forested area says, Another day on the beautiful Nebraska Plains. Oh, uh, uh, this is wholesome. <laughs> so wholesome. Very nice. Yeah.
All right, it is time for the main discussion today, all about marriage. Because, marriage. You know, it's on everyone's mind. Every here time you station. say that, I, I want to say the, uh, <laughs> the Princess, Princess Bride, Bride version, yeah. Mowage. Mowage. It's the only thing I remember from that movie. <laughs> really? Like just that. Okay. Oh, that's so sad. You yeah. need to watch it again. Go watch that gotta again. watch it again. Yeah, <laughs> it's so glorious. Side note. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it. Kara. Yes. You're getting married soon. It's happening. It's a thing. Do you have any questions? Oh, I have Last questions. Last minute thoughts. <laughs> Desires to run this episode is like Kara asks us questions. I know, about marriage, right? As, as if, if we are, yeah, <laughs> some sort experts, of like marriage right? experts. The experts from on high. Can I just say, as experts. a disclaimer, before we answer yeah. any questions, yes. Uh-huh. that yes, I may have been married for eleven years, and Isaac, you've been married for two. <laughs> no amount of time being married necessarily makes you an expert on any sort of yeah. right, marriage yeah. issue. Well, even if you're not experts, you've probably been through some things. I have some questions, so here we go. I think probably the thing I've heard about marriage more than any other thing most of my life Mm -hmm. is this statement that people make. Marriage is so hard. Ah. I heard it a lot when I was single, of course, people trying to make me feel better about being single. (laughs) So, which didn't work, by the way. Um, (laughs) Did they say that in front of their spouses? They were like, Uh, maybe not. Travis is the worst. (laughs) You're like, this is the worst double date I've ever been on. Yeah, maybe not quite that bad, but it's a thing that people talk about a lot. Yeah. And it always rubs me the wrong way when yeah, I hear it. Sure. Yeah. Um, maybe just because I was single for so long. You know what? Marriage is a gift that I desire mm-hmm. when I was single. And mm-hmm. so it felt a little bit harsh when people are like, oh, well, it's really not that great. Right. It's super yeah. hard. Yeah. I realize that there's probably a reason people say this, that there mm. are challenges to being married. But I would just like to ask people who have been married for a little bit, how does the statement hit you guys? Do you feel like that's an accurate representation of marriage? How does that hit you guys? I think it's a weird statement because I think you could substitute marriage is hard for your mid twenties after college is hard. Whenever you get married, like that stage of life is hard because Mm. I've heard that sentiment too. Marriage is hard. And then they describe all of these life problems that they're going through. And I'm like, well, that's not marriage. That's (laughs) like, you're having to pay taxes more now. That's life. You guys bought a car. Like that's difficult. And I think being married to someone else adds another layer to that. Hmm. But in my experience with Brie, We are married and we are going through hard things. The marriage part of it hasn't been hard yet. Now, Mm. navigating, you know, living with someone else and sort of learning each other's quirks and stuff. Sure. Just like any situation like that would be is interesting and wacky sometimes. Yes. But I think that we found that life around us is hard Mm. and the marriage part of it has actually kind of been the stable part where we can go, Mm. yo, this is wild. Yeah, it's crazy. And we can kind of lean on each other. So that's not been my experience Mm. yet, but I've only been married two years. So maybe that's that's coming. I would expand basically what you just said even further and just say life is hard. Yeah. And everything in life has hard moments. Yeah. At least. So, I mean, is marriage hard sometimes? Sure. Of course it is, because literally everything is (laughs) right. Yeah. I mean, I love my job. There are seasons where I have loved it less than others. Yeah. Mm. And the same thing happens in marriage. I mean, everything is different. Difficult. 
to some degree right. at some point or another. Yeah. yeah. And that's just life. That's a good point. Uh, I think a lot of times I've heard this. It's usually said in kind of a joking manner. Right. But with this like undercurrent of like, nope, there's something going on there. Like yeah. seriously yeah. behind it. Yeah. A few weeks ago, I was at a friend's bachelor party. We were at this restaurant and a guy came up and he was like, what's going on? And we told him, you know, oh, this guy's getting married. And he was like, oh, congratulations, you know, on, on uh, getting married. He was like, prepare to, you know, like be imprisoned the rest of your life. Kind of as, you know, what right? he said. Yeah. And he said it as this like joking kind of thing. And it's supposed to be funny. I honestly probably like you guys. I don't find a lot of humor in those no. types yeah, of no. jokes. Me neither. I don't really think they're that funny. I know he's not being 100% serious, but there is kind of this adversarial tone. Sometimes you get yes. from certain people about like, my marriage prevents me from doing all of the things right. that I would want to do. The grass is always greener on the other side. Right. Right. right? That kind True. of concept of when you're single, you want to be married. Not that when you're married, you want to be single. But there are times where you think like if I was single, I could be selfish and do mm. only what I want to do all the time and never have to worry about the thoughts and it's, feelings of another person. <laughs> yeah. It's the right? lack like, of compromise yeah. Yeah. that you would have. And that's what I would say about marriage. Is, yeah. Yes. Marriage is compromise. Yeah. By getting married, you are saying, yes, I have all of these dreams and hopes and goals and things that I want to accomplish and do for me. Yeah. And when you get married, you're saying, I have to share those with another person. Right. Yes. right? Now someone else has all of those things. They're mm. bringing all of those to the relationship. Right. And that may mean at some point I may have to give up a few of the things that mm. I want to do at certain times. Mm. And, and I don't think being married is about forsaking yourself completely at all. Right. You're still a person with your own thoughts and feelings and, sure. and you shouldn't be getting rid of those for the other person, right. but you are compromising with someone. Yeah. You're, you're having to say, I'm not going to think about just me right. all the time. I also am going to consider you, mm. but the good far outweighs the bad. Yeah. You also have the knowledge that the other person that's in the relationship with you is also wanting to help you achieve what you're mm, wanting to achieve. So right. you're putting their right. needs and their priorities in your life, trying to make sure they get theirs taken care of. And yes. they're doing the same with you in an ideal situation. You are high-fiving each other perpetually. Like, right. Let me help you. You can help me. Let me help you. You can help me. Like exactly. that's, that's the ideal. At yeah. least that's something to strive for. So I think that if that's your yeah. understanding going into it, yeah, we have different needs and goals, but mm. we're going to make sure we take care of each other in those respective needs and goals. That, that feels yeah. not like a prison situation. Exactly. It's quite the opposite, actually. Exactly. And that's something that my fiance and I have talked about. Probably the most used bitmoji on our phone is the little Team Awesome with the, like, the flag of <laughs> yeah, emoji. Yeah, like yeah. we're constantly sending that back and forth because we do make a good team. Like yeah. we are stronger together than apart. And that's something that I've looked forward to for a long time and something I've even prayed for specifically was, hey, sure. God, if I'm going to get married, would you bring someone that we tell a better story together than we do apart? Because yeah. that's what I want. That's the goal of this. And I think that's the point and the idea of marriage. But absolutely, it is. It, I think it is sad that it gets a bad rap right. <laughs> from yeah. so many people. Well, and I think the other thing that we have to realize is those moments where we do have to sacrifice or compromise. Yeah. That's part of making us a better person. That's right? true. Like yeah. that may not always be the most fun thing in the world. Maybe yeah. theoretically, we'd love for someone just to serve us and we get what we want all the time. Right. But that's not actually good for us. That yeah. doesn't actually right. bring <laughs> happiness and satisfaction. It's a true. big part of happiness and satisfaction is serving someone else. Right. So it's the very act of compromise and serving 
itself that can bring happiness and is one of the greatest joys of marriage. Mm. But you have to kind of understand and appreciate that aspect Mm. of it. There probably are going to be some seasons where that balance is maybe going to get out of whack a little bit. It may be just for an hour. It may be for a day. Mm. It may be for a week sometimes where one person maybe isn't quite holding up their end of the bargain as Mm. well as the other. And that's because we're human and we're imperfect and we don't (laughs) do it right all of the time. But if you have that underlying commitment to one another that you've made that says, yes, I'm going to serve you and love you Mm. more than myself, that's going to carry you through those periods of turbulence. I and think. I can only say this because I know Anson is going to agree with me on this. It's not, <laughs> it's going to sound like I'm flexing, but it's not fair watching your spouse succeed. Oh, knowing that you had even the smallest hand in helping him do that. Yes. Is the coolest thing ever. Oh, like that's really cool. watching them yeah. be excited about something that they finished or getting the motivation to try something new. Yes. Knowing that like you encourage them a little bit or oh. you maybe put something on the back burner so they could get that done. Yeah. That's this like, that's the sickest thing ever. I love it. Oh, yeah, it's that's cool. really cool. Yeah. You may have already kind of answered this, but what's the best thing about being married? I think having a friend. Mm. that you can just share everything with. My wife is my best friend. I often use the line that she is the least annoying person that I know. <laughs> yeah. Which That's when amazing. I tell that to people are like, that sounds really kind of unromantic and yeah. maybe not even nice. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't get it. Like, that's the highest compliment that I could give someone. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. They're the least annoying person that I know. So because true. that's the thing, right? It's like everybody is annoying sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Right? Like if I had to be friends with me, I don't know what I would do <laughs> because I would probably annoy myself to no end. <laughs> okay. Awesome. But my wife, I crave being with her. Yeah. I Aww. crave spending time with her. It's amazing that I get to live with my best friend. I mean, yeah. it's just yeah. an incredible privilege. That's yeah. cool. The physical stuff, all of these other aspects of marriage that are great yeah. pale in comparison to the fact that this is my best friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the real thing that like brings me the most joy is like mm-hmm. we can enjoy watching a TV show or sitting around and talking because we're friends. Yeah. Yes. And the best of friends. Anton, Bree, and I have a version of that where one of us gets home on a really tough day. And this isn't all the time, but it's, oh, I hate everyone but you. Or <laughs> why can't everyone just be you? Right. And that's that's like a really nice compliment to hear because you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm that's sorry. so sweet. I'm sorry you've had a bad day. Super but- psyched that you love me. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. like, I yeah. hate everyone but you. That's I think adorable. That, I think that my favorite part about it is to know that there is someone who is truly placing your well-being, your life at a really high point in their own life. Like Mm. when you really think about the concept of marriage, the way that we've all agreed that it works, this is someone who has pledged to love you at your best Mm. and at your worst. So true. When you have all the money in the world or Mm. none of the money in the world, when you're in the negative, like some of us are. (laughs) (laughs) This is someone who like consciously is just like, yeah, Yeah. I've seen this full package. Mm. I have signed up for this. I accept that. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a big deal. It is so wild. Someone that I know described their wife as their carer. Like this this is my carer. And I'm like, (laughs) that's a really cool perspective. That's someone who has said, I am not marrying Isaac because of who he is at 23 years old. She has said, I'm going to marry Isaac for the person he's growing into, for the Mm. person he's going to become. That blows my mind daily. I roll over in bed and look at Brie and I'm like, why? (laughs) Why did you sign up for this? Like, this is wild. And it's so cool to know, like at my best, I have this person who has signed up for this at my worst. She's Mm. still going to be there to help me to take care of me. And I'm going to do the same for her. And that's just a wild agreement that 
consenting adults can agree to. And I think it's so cool. I love it. It's it's the raddest thing ever. Guys, this is so wholesome. I'm like, <laughs> my heart is just glowing this is, over here. This is Anton and Isaac flex on their wives. Like, this is where we this brag. Is so wonderful. Okay, so going to get into a practical thing here. What advice would you give specifically for the first year of marriage? Because mm. I have heard a lot of people talk about there's a lot of adjustments there. Yeah. And for me, my fiance and I both have kind of lived alone a long yeah, time. Yeah. We've been single a long time. So I know that it's just normal that there's challenges that will come with that. Yeah. Just curious, what's your best piece of wisdom for the first year of marriage? I would say you cannot communicate enough. Communicate and then communicate about why you're communicating. Uh-huh. Like yeah. we did this thing where when I lived alone, when I had my <laughs> disgusting, filthy cave that I lived in, <laughs> I had this habit of getting groceries and for ease of access, I would have everything on my kitchen counter, right? Oh, and my corn pops are right there. No, everything else that I need. It's all right here. Yeah. Brie would come over and look at that and go, that's weird that you do that. <laughs> But we were just dating at the time. So she left and I'm like, yeah, corn pops don't listen to her. You can stay. You can stay. It's it's fine. But when we got married (laughs) and when all of my stuff migrated into her apartment. Yep. That's when, oh, this really needs to change like now. Uh-huh. And I just could not get it in my head why that bothered her. So I uh, thought, nah, she's not, not a really big bothered deal. by it. Uh, but then when we actually started communicating, it's <laughs> like, no, you need to just do this because yeah. it's not a big deal to you. For whatever reason, it's a big deal to me. Yes. She communicated that. And then I accommodated that. You cannot communicate yes. enough because you're going to bring weird, quirky habits and yes. things that are going to bug you are going to bug you. And you just need to feel fine about communicating. That. It needs to be okay. Yeah, that's good. Obviously, communication is huge. And so yeah. I'm going to kind of piggyback off of that and just add to it for mine, yeah. which is basically learn how to communicate negative things in yeah. a positive oh way. Yeah. Like yes. learning how to talk about things that could incite conflict in a peaceful and agreeable way. Because I think a lot of times we feel like I don't want to bring this thing up that my spouse is doing right that annoys me because it's going to be hurtful to them yes right? and so it'd be easier to not bring that up at all right mm. and that's not an okay way to handle that yeah. because it's just going to continue to fester yeah. until it comes out usually in a way that's not very good or very yeah. healthy you're not doing them any favors by not <laughs> communicating right like, you guys, you're never yeah. doing that and so stepping yeah. up to the plate and saying all right we're going to discuss this but i'm going to bring it up at the right time and place and in the right manner to give us the best chance of success yeah of coming to a a good place about this. Yeah. So for example, if there's a habit that your spouse has that you find annoying and you need to discuss, don't discuss it when they do it. Right. Yeah. So if it's leaving something out on the counter instead of putting it back in the cupboard, right when they do it, instead of speaking up at that moment and saying, why do you always do that? Like, why do you not put that mm, back yeah. in the counter? Like now they're defensive, right? Because you right. just attack something that they just did. Right. Instead, if you save that for some other time where maybe you're sitting down and you're talking at dinner or something anyway about how are things going so far? Let's talk about what we're happy with and not happy with, or that, you know, that's going to be a time and a place where your spouse is expecting for you to speak up about some things that you feel like are going well and not going well. Mm. And you're going to be able to talk about that with a little bit of distance between you and the actual thing Mm. that happened. That's helpful to cause you some distress. And Mm. so it's going to feel a lot less attacking. That person's going to be way less defensive. You're going to be able to actually have a rational conversation about that thing Mm. instead of an argument. And I will say like for those of us that have been raised with, oh, you have to be honest about everything all 
all the time. Yeah. That's going to feel sneaky or <laughs> it's going to feel manipulative when really oh. it's just communicating better and it's finding the right time to talk about something versus like you said, bringing it up almost in a confrontational manner. Like that's something I had to get over. I would have a thought and then I would just go, no, why do you do that? And oh. I had to get over like, okay, well maybe don't say that while it's yeah. happening. Bring it up at a better yeah. time. Truth is great. Mm. And telling the truth is great and really important. Yeah. You, know, you need to tell your spouse the truth, yeah. right. but you can do that in a way that's respectful and positive in terms of outcome and not I mean, in her parents' driveway <laughs> right before you go in for dinner. No, right. No, no, no. Yeah, don't yeah, do not that. there. Don't do that. <laughs> doesn't even matter what you're talking about. Just don't do that. Just don't do that. <laughs> now, Kara, I have a question for you. Okay. So through this whole process, yes. okay, what has been the easiest getting ready to get married mm. and what's maybe been the hardest you can answer one or both oh, or wow one of the really cool things about my fiance and i that really brought us together in the beginning was that we both have this really strong growth mindset we love to read we love to talk about nerdy things like the enneagram and personality stuff and anything that will help us grow and understand each other better we may almost go too far sometimes <laughs> and like read too many things <laughs> or listen to too many podcasts, but we're both very, very growth minded. I was always worried that maybe I would end up in a relationship where I would kind of have to drag this person along with me be like, come on, mm. let's do this thing. Let's talk about growth. Let's learn about each other. Are you going to communicate anything with me? And that has not at all been the case mm. with Cody because he also desires to grow yeah. and he desires for us to grow as a couple. He's initiated a lot of those conversations and yeah. I do, I do as well. We both do, but it's not at all something that I've had to drag him into, right. which has been a huge gift and something that I really, really wanted. So I would say that has been a little bit easier than expected. That's really cool. It That's is awesome. cool. And I think yeah. it's one of the really neat things about getting married is when you find that person yes. where you feel that like really deep level of compatibility with the yeah. sense that like we are moving overall in the, in same, the same direction. direction. Doesn't yeah. mean we don't have differences or anything yeah. like that. I mean, but even our differences work together yeah. to yes. push us in the same direction. Exactly. And I think both of us had experienced relationships where there'd been some pushback against that growth mm. mindset. So we both, I think were kind of expecting that almost yeah. when we came in, we were kind of like, is this okay? Like, right. <laughs> like bringing up these things and are we talking about these things too much? Is this all right? And, and we were both kind of like, no, I like it. Like yeah. this is Which great. one of you brought up the Enneagram first? <laughs> Me, but he brought up, <laughs> but he brought up Myers Briggs first in one of our first messages, which was the total moment where I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was like freaked out. And he was all nervous about it. He was like, oh should I have gosh. said that? Should I have asked her about Myers Briggs? Some people don't like that. And I like freaked out and was Meanwhile, like, Kara has big anime heart. I eyes. did. <laughs> I totally did. I was like, Oh my gosh. So that's been a really cool thing. That has been a gift. Something that has been harder or just hard, I guess. I don't know if it's harder than I expected because I, well, it probably is. I expected it to be hard, yeah. but the real life thing is maybe always a little bit harder <laughs> than mm. in your head. Mm. I hate conflict mm. so much. Just being honest, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. not denying that it's important and necessary and that it can bring you to a place of intimacy, mm. but I hate it. It makes me physically ill <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. And the other thing that goes along with that, that I'm learning through this process is that a lot of my trip ups around conflict have more to do with my own issues of shame mm. and my issues of not wanting to disappoint any human being ever, mm. not wanting to be human. 
right. <laughs> wanting to be imperfect. Like yeah. when people talk about marriage and you talk about, we're going to disappoint each other. We're yeah. going to let each other down. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's <laughs> like, not okay. Uh, you might. That's, that's not I won't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's not okay. Nope. Not going to do that. That's <laughs> not, it's not in my vocabulary. It's yeah. not in my makeup. I don't know how to do that and be okay yeah, as a person. Sure. And that's something that that's been a thing. I'm going to have to go do some more personal counseling. Let's just be honest about yeah. that because it's not realistic. Like you can't not disappoint people ever, even though I've tried to my whole life. And so that's a thing that I'm bringing into this relationship that Cody's been really gracious and patient about, Mm. but it's been interesting because I didn't realize how much that was a part of my psyche and a part of my like identity is this idea that I am never going to disappoint anyone. So when I do, it's pretty devastating to him. He's very much grounded in reality. He's very Mm -hmm. much like, I don't understand. Like, yeah, you're not perfect. I know that. I'm yeah. not perfect. Yeah. I love you anyway. I'm, I'm marrying you. Right. Kind of what Isaac was saying. Fully yeah. knowing. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying it for better or worse. Like, right. I'm right. accepting the worst parts of you yeah. as well as the best parts of you. And that's okay. And like, I'm yeah. like, I don't understand. Yeah. How can you do that? Yeah. I, I don't know. Same. Girl, like, same. I know. <laughs> I don't get it either. I'm like, I don't accept the worst parts of me. How yeah. can you accept them? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's one of simultaneously, I think, going to be probably the most beautiful things right. about yes. marriage for you yeah. is getting to see that that's over. True. And over and over again for the rest of your life mm, daily, there's going to be someone who is going to accept you despite right. your flaws. And also at the same time, it's going to probably continue to be hard yes. like because you yeah. are only at the very, very beginning I know. of a lifelong journey <laughs> yeah. of feeling that way, yeah. frankly, a lifelong of, journey of disappointing, of disappointing someone, someone and learning someone, to be right? okay with it. Yeah. It's so painful. And, and you're going to have those seasons where things are going to get tough and they're going to yeah. get difficult. Yeah. And then you're also going to go through through those together and make it to the other side, you're going to get to witness both sides of that coin of Mm. going into a valley together and going, Mm. ah, this is killing me to know that I'm not perfect and that I'm not the (laughs) wife that in my head, like I wish that I could (laughs) be perfect at every moment. And, And yet also getting through the other side and going, those moments have continued to draw us closer together. Yes. And it's reassured me of my husband's love for me right. yes. more than even when we started. And every single year we feel closer and closer and closer together because mm. of the valleys that we've walked through together. Yeah. Like yeah. That's an incredible experience and also a challenging one at the same yeah. time. It's been pretty phenomenal. It blows my mind, actually, when yeah. we'll be in the middle, we'll do a conflict and, and things will happen and I'll cry. I always cry. So much crying. So sorry, Cody. And we'll, I'm like literally getting snot on his shirt. He's like, come here. I'm like, ah, what is happening right now? This is like my mind is exploding. Yeah. And we get done and we're, and we're just sitting there and he's like, you know, I love you even more now after yeah. going through mm. that. And I'm like, how is that possible? No, yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. But it's true. And I, I mean, the same thing with me. And this is what the marriage people will tell you. All of the experts will say conflict breeds intimacy. Conflict mm-hmm. breeds intimacy. It absolutely does. Yeah. I have not experienced a lot of positive conflict in my yeah. life that has led to a more intimate relationship. So yeah. it is like a brand, like I'm like a baby here. I'm, I'm literally learning to crawl yeah. barely. I'm learning to like scream and eat and just like, I mean, I'm not even crawling yet. I'm just yeah. like trying to stay alive in this moment. Yeah. What a transformational yeah. opportunity though for, right. for you yeah. to go into marriage, like knowing that you're marrying someone who knows yeah. that and is ready for that yeah. and says, I'm going to, I'm going to be right there to grow along yes. with you. And yeah, that. you're right. And it's going to be really fun for you to be able to look back 
10 mm. years from now mm. and see how far you've come in that mm-hmm. area yeah. because of your marriage. Yeah, exactly. I can say even two years in, like one of the biggest hills that I had to get over was all of the lies that I had in my own mind mm. of you can't mess up and yes. still be loved. Right. I don't know what day it was, but after a year of marriage, it hit me one day like I can really be truly just jacked up and broken on a day to use like a Christianese term of yeah. brokenness. <laughs> but Brie was still there ready to encourage me, ready to love me, seeing full picture me at one of my lowest points. Having that affirmed, you feel like a superhuman knowing that you've got that person behind you. And I'm super excited for you to have that. Thank you. So as someone who's been single a long time, and waited a long time to get here. I have a, a soft spot in my heart for all you single ladies and guys, because I know the struggle is real and hearing people talk about marriage can be really painful. Yes. And it's this weird thing in the church where people look at you as incomplete if you're single or they look at you and say, stop desiring marriage. You can serve God better single. Mm. Stop that. It feels like you can't win sometimes as a single person. And I know that we've just been talking about, yeah, there's struggles as a married person as well, but I feel for your unique struggles, (laughs) single people. And something that I'm learning in this season is that for a long time, my identity was in being the older single girl in my friend group. And I got kind of comfortable with that, actually, which is interesting. Even though I desired marriage, I got comfortable with that. Yeah, you kind of own it because it is who you are. And you're like, well, okay, if I'm going to be here, then I'm just going to be all the way here. And then now that that season is ending, I'm actually feeling a little bit of nervousness, like about, Mm. wait, hang on, that's not going to be who I am anymore. Whoa, what does this new identity look like? It's just brought home to me again, the realization that, you know what, here's the thing. And it sounds like a cliche and I hate it, but just hear me out. (laughs) Whether you're married or single, at the end of the day, your core identity isn't in either one of those things. Mm. Just hear that because you're good. You're okay. (laughs) If Mm. you're single, you own that. Like you do it. Go for it. If you're married, enjoy it. There are unique gifts that come with each season, not to at all dismiss the pain as well that comes with each of those unique seasons. Mm. I feel like the best we can do as humans, whether you're single or married, do the work that's in front of you, grieve the losses and celebrate the gifts. That's the only way I know how to be human. And I think it applies whether you're single or you're married. Now it's time for On Repeat, which is the part of the show where we talk about the songs that we are loving or the songs that we are not so much loving (laughs) this week. And it's my turn to share my personal On Repeat, which for this week is My Blood by 21 Pilots. So many great new albums that have come out recently. Yeah. It's been a while, honestly, since I've listened to albums. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been listening to Real FM. I've been yeah. listening to playlists on Spotify. Yeah. I haven't really listened to a lot of albums mm. all the way through. Yeah. And then we had Matt Carney. Yes. Love that album. Oh, gosh. I've been yeah. listening to um, Sarah Reeves, her new yes. album. I yes. really, really like that one. For King and Country released a new album that I really like. Yes. And then 21 Pilots released their album Trench. 
And so I've been listening to albums lately That's and it's cool. actually been running kind of where yeah. I've gotten into this because I'm like, oh, I'm going for a run. I can listen to a whole album from oh. start to finish on a run That's yeah. cool. and kind of get the experience of listening to it all at once. Yeah. And before I never really was doing any one thing for long enough yeah. to listen to a whole album. I was about to say, I'm impressed that you run for an album and, length uh, yeah. <laughs> and have that experience. They, they really don't last that long a lot of times. I mean, yeah. they're really 30, 40 minutes a lot yeah. of these, yeah. it's not that long, but yeah. it's really great to be able to listen to them all at once. Yeah. Cool. And I've loved listening to the new 21 Pilots album. Mm. It's really, really good. The one thing I will say about the 21 Pilots album and specifically the song My Blood that makes it a little bit challenging to talk about for on repeat mm-hmm. is it's not like some of our other songs where we can say, here's exactly what the song is about. Right. Mm. Because it's kind of ambiguous. You yeah. don't really know with 21 Pilots. Right. Mm. And I kind of like that yeah. to yeah. some extent. I think one of the coolest things about art is this dichotomy between the artist's intent when mm. they put art together mm. and the consumer's kind of reaction to yeah. that art. Yes. Whether you're looking at a painting or listening to a song or reading a book, mm. your interpretation as the viewer of that mm. art matters as well. It's yes. not just what the artist put together. Right. And I think sometimes with genius lyrics and things like that, we always want to know exactly what is the song about? Just right. tell me what it is. Yeah. And I want to know. Exactly. And I kind of like that with 21 Pilots music, they don't really do that. They <laughs> right. kind of leave some of the interpretation up to you. That's a good point. And that's definitely the case with this song. Tyler is singing these words in the first verse. He says, when everyone you thought you knew deserts your fight, I'll go with you. You're facing down a dark hall. I'll grab my light and go with you. And so he's talking about this idea of going through dark times with someone else. And the chorus says, stay with me. You don't need to run. Stay with me. My blood. You don't need to run. And there's some question about whether it's from him to someone else whether maybe it's God talking to him, Mm. maybe it's him addressing this character that he's created before blurry Mm. face, which kind of is this character that represents his own insecurities. So there's a lot of different ways that could be interpreted. I think I even kind of almost relate it to based on what we've talked about today, this idea of of marriage and like walking through a challenging time period with somebody else and having that person in your life that says, you know what, I'm going to grab my light. I'm going to grab my flashlight and we're going to walk down this dark hall together. Mm. Like you don't need to run away. Just stay with me Mm. and we're going to walk through this together. So good. I I love that sense of camaraderie and companionship Mm. because so often I was talking about miscarriage earlier today and the Mm. importance of sharing that burden with someone else. And I feel like we've been talking a lot about that with our conversation on marriage that whether it's God, whether it's other people, it probably needs to be some of both having someone to share your burdens with Mm. and to walk through valleys together with can make all the difference in the world. This week, I get to talk about the beta testers on repeat. The song that you guys are loving this week is Still Rolling Stones by Lauren Daigle. (laughs) 
Speaking of listening to albums all the way through, Anson. Yes, this is another one. I left yes. this one off the list. I just listened to the whole thing yesterday. Oh, so good. I have been listening to this one on repeat for a little while now. I mean, the whole album has blown up, not just in Christian circles, but everywhere. She was on the Ellen show performing mm-hmm. this yeah. song last big week, deal. maybe. It was a big deal. I totally get why this is the beta tester on repeat. Love this song. Love the entire album. This one is a good title track. And the first time Anson played it for me, I was definitely like, is this is this Adele? Like, what is yes, happening right yeah. now? There's a very much an Adele vibe, but it's her own thing as well. I'm not just going to like say it sounds just like Adele and that's it. No, it's like Lauren Daigle. She is her own person yeah. and it's beautiful. I was reading a little bit from her when this was released, what she was kind of sharing with some people. The first line you hear in the song is out of the shadows. And she said, I think this song are all about things that we think are dead and a reminder that losses can be revived. They can come back. Mm. So Mm. not only like beautifully crafted musically, man, what a great and powerful message as well. It's about things that are dead that a reminder that the losses can be revived. And I don't know what it is about Lauren Daigle that I've been just completely sleeping on, but Still Rolling Stone came out and I was just blown away. Like I can't remember hearing her before like this. Right. So I think maybe whatever she was working with earlier, this just got everything cranked up to Uh like 11 (laughs) on. I know. They're like, okay, Lauren, really just give it your all on this song. And she just knocked it out of the park. I've heard her say that in the most recent album that she released, that she feels like she kind of came to terms with her voice and her sound and kind of accepting it. She kind of has this like huskier kind of Adele raspiness to her. And I think at times maybe had kind of gotten some feedback that you should kind of cover that up a little bit or like maybe not own that quite so much. And and I think she's kind of come to this conclusion of like, no, this is my voice. This is what I sound like. This is who I am. Own it, girl. I'm going to own that sound. And yeah. just really go after it. And that's, yeah. I think that's what she did in this album. It's and it beautiful. shines through yeah. really, really strongly. So yeah. good. So it is my job this week to represent the beta testers on Delete. Uh-oh. This is the song that you're not necessarily feeling that much. <laughs> the song that you picked for on Delete this week is Better For It by Riley Clemens. Give me, give me, give me grace when I need it. I say 2020, now I see that you leave me be where I've been. So I can be I'm going to say this. I'm prefacing this with Riley Clemens is an 18 year old <laughs> young lady. Uh huh. So maybe for the things that we're not super crazy about in this song, maybe this is just a stage of her artistic development that yeah. we're not jiving with just yet. So it's giving fair. you some context for better for it. Riley has some notes on this song. She said in writing the song, I was able to see that times of challenge and transition made me stronger and I was better for it. Those challenges forced me to look for light and look for Jesus in a time when I was really down, that's the heart behind the song, basically. Hmm. I really like where the song's message is, but I think maybe a critique of it would be that the poppy nature of the song, it's very much a pop song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of undercuts what could really be an emotional song. Oh. Um, here's just some lyrics from it. All I could seeing in the moment was my heart and how it felt ripped open. I'll admit I found you down low in the brokenness and now I'm better for it. I think maybe, like I said, the juxtaposition of the upbeat song yeah. and the sort of intense lyrics might be a little hard to mm. kind of get our minds around. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, I could see this really doing well as like a stripped down acoustic song, something mm. more heartfelt, I think. Yeah. But again, Riley's 18, y'all. We're not even close to seeing 
the last of her. I think that oh, she's going to yeah. come back with more and more stuff. So she's very talented. Yeah. I feel fine having this on our on delete list because <laughs> Riley is just getting going. Broken Prayers was her first single and yeah. it did really, really well right. in the Christian music industry. Yeah. And then I've actually listened to uh, her whole album as well. And be another one that I'd recommend you listen to. I think there are a couple of kind of hidden gems on that record. Mm. Yeah. In particular, I think there's one other song on that record that you may see pop up on Real FM yeah. down the road. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that one and, and see if it comes back. Definitely not the last we've heard from Riley Clark. For sure. Yeah. I think that we pretty much answered every question possible pretty about much. marriage. Yeah, we've done it. If you've listened to this, you will now have only <laughs> successful marriages. Ta-da! You're welcome. <laughs> Kara, we are so excited for you. Thank you. I'm excited as well. We're going to have to do like a check back in. Yeah. It'll be like a uh-huh. yeah. six months in yeah. how Ooh. things are going. Here we go. Tell us about all your marital problems. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell us about all your marital successes. That's the one. That's what Let's go with is. that. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk podcast from Real FM. Catch Real Talk with Anson and Kara from 4 to 7 p.m. Live every weekday on Real FM radio. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent or reflect the views of John Brown University, KLRC Radio, or Real FM.